Good evening. That was Matt Pless with Something's Gotta Give from the Occupy This Album. And I'm your host, Stephanie Pitt. And um, this is Peppermint Cat Resistance Radio. And I am going to be joined tonight by my co-host, Chris Karras, Nick from uh, Canadians for Direct Democracy, and Brian Charlebois from Opinion. And we are going to be discussing uh, this new app that Brian has that is uh, really exciting. It's uh, Market Research, which is right up Kat's alley, Chris's alley. And uh, I'm excited to hear about it. Chris, say a few words. Well, hi. Um, I may be able to stay just for one hour, but I'm looking forward to it, too. Um, my background indeed is, is market research. I have a degree in advertising, but I spent 20, 25 years doing market research for uh, major companies and uh, politicians. And uh, I'm a little tired. I've been out all day, but I'm, I'm looking forward to a good conversation. What is all this, what is all this noise we got? Do you I know? Hear someone, someone's mic. Everybody's mic'd up on the line, so someone's like Hello? has some interference in the background. But uh, okay, we'll introduce the next guest. Yeah. Okay, uh, Nick, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Nick? Okay, so my name is Nick, and uh, I'm just a regular Joe Schmo. Uh, got a nine to five job. Uh, I do uh, have a, a, a Facebook page called Direct Democracy for Canadians. I'm a big advocate for direct democracy because I feel representative democracy has failed us and it has so for 150 years in Canada and roughly 200 years in the States. Nick, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, what is your background? I mean, what do you do? And, and well, I'm, a, um, a, I, I'm in a trade. I'm in an electrical trade. So basically yeah. I've been doing that for, uh, for about 20 years now. Uh, well, that's so, cool. uh, yeah, I was doing construction, construction, uh, uh, electrical construction, basically, and then I uh, got into uh, maintenance for the last uh, six, seven years. So that's great. Okay, well, so, we've yeah. never talked about that, so I was, I was curious. So thank you. And I'm going to bring on, I'm going to bring on Brian to say a few words. Hello. Hello, Brian. Hi. You guys can hear me. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about you and and uh, what you're bringing well, to us tonight? <laughs> well, I guess I'll start with my background since uh, that's the way okay. the conversation's been going. Um, I I'm actually a welder, and uh, I'm a 53 year old welder. I've uh, been in the field for quite some time. Um, I'm more or less. Uh, oh well, we won't get into that anyway because this is really uh, <laughs> it has nothing nothing to do with what I'm uh, with what I'm calling about. So. Uh, but on the on the on on the side of uh, what we are here to talk about, I um, I've been interested in democracy since uh, I was very young. My family is sure. extremely political. Uh, my mother actually ran in uh, federal politics in uh, in her riding here uh, at one time. Uh, never got too far, but uh, they were very very political, and so. Um, I've always uh, been quite uh, interested in politics to some degree. And when I was about 17, I had a, 
a friend of mine who was probably the he was he was 10 years older than I was he was about 27 at the time and um, he fixed uh, uh, x-ray equipment for hospitals and he was probably the first person in Western Canada to have a home computer uh, I'm pretty old so you can tell how long ago that was uh, so that that got me into the whole area of de- of democracy and um, at that time, he, he, he had uh, told me that uh, one day we would all have a gadget in our pocket that would be about a little bigger than a credit card, and it would do everything for us. And he told me that uh, we would do all of our voting on there, and we would vote on everything, and it would be a much more efficient system. And I really believe that. And I've been waiting for that ever since and watching the progress in that area. And um, even though I'm a welder, I've always been very uh, up on technology, although I don't. And um, because of my trade, I I never had a use for typing or um, even the written word in in much sense. Uh, I've been very Mm -hmm. much taught by video. And uh, watching television, watching shows and what have you, and um, always on um, educational stuff constantly, uh, and anything to do with technology. But my inability to type has always held me back with computers, and I never found, I always just found that, um, you know, I would always have my kids Google things for me, and uh, uh, in my lifestyle, I never found computers to be overly useful, although I did know that eventually they would reach a point that uh, I always like to say, my kids used to ask me, dad, how come you don't learn how to use a computer? And I always said, one day the computer will come to me. I, one day the computer will be so smart. It will work with idiots like me. And that is, that's what happened four or five years ago when I got my first iPhone and uh, voice to text has opened up a whole new world for me and uh, made it possible for me to communicate on a level that I never was communicating before. Um, so I, I had some problems when I was in high school. I had some difficulties when it came to um, uh, education. And uh, like I say, the written word was always a problem for me. It was always a hindrance in my life. And uh, when I got the voice to text with uh, the iPhone, it really yeah. opened things up for me, eh? Uh, mm-hmm. So that that's how I get to where we are um, uh, the, the, with the iPhone, um, and I started playing with the, the the phone and what have you, and then eventually uh, googling everything and what have you, and um, eventually I came to this realization that the search engine, and I, you know it's not like I was foreign to the search engine; I knew it all along. But um, Google search engine makes it capable for us to search massive databanks all with one location, one place we go and we can find everything on the internet. Um, I thought if we could do that for, for politics, that would make it accessible to everyone. As I, as I've been watching uh, growing older here, um, like I say, I was watching what was going on with, with politics and how come, we don't use computers to vote. How come we weren't moving ahead to a, a more direct form of democracy? And I really came to the conclusion long ago that there was just no way that I would ever use any system I saw because it was not interesting. It did not cover enough area that I was interested in. 
um, dealing with questions is a problem, and searching through menus and searching through navigating systems to me is a problem. I want it so easy. You know, I said the iPhone made the computer so simple that I could use it. I want politics to become so simple that I can use it and interesting as well. So that's where, that's how I got onto all this. And uh, I got to the point that I am. Has anybody actually uh, looked at the, our website or the video that I put, uh, I've put together? Yes. Yes. It's a great little video. I like it. Yes. No, I apologize. I have it. Like I said, I've been out all day and I didn't realize what the, I didn't even realize we were going to be on. So, Um, I look forward to to seeing it. Yeah. It's just a a little introduction into what I'm, what I'm thinking about. Um, I, are you guys familiar with uh, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, open letter on Facebook uh, a few weeks ago that he released? Yes. Yeah. Actually I did see it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's hinting that um, he wants to move Facebook towards uh, steering the world towards democracy, or he wants to figure out how Facebook can play a role in democracy throughout the world. eh? Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you got all that, but towards the end of his letter, that's where he kind of gets into that. eh? Um, Are you, how do you guys feel about that? Do you have any? Well, you know what? I I actually, I kind of find that funny. Uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg trying to uh, uh, steer Facebook towards uh, democracy when uh, there's a lot of people on there right now that are doing that, and he seems to be blocking a lot of that information. Yes, he is. So I don't know what type. I, I don't know what type of democracy he's looking for, but I know, I the, know the stuff that's on Facebook now. A lot of it's getting censored. I'm yeah. actually so, uh, I don't know. devoted to that. I'm going to have a show devoted I, to that. Yeah, well, it's a big deal. It is a really big deal. I actually feel a little bit sorry for Mark Zuckerberg for being forced into this position. I mean, it's the industry he's in, and he's going to have to deal with this. But he's been resisting up until now, and now he's got all this pressure from many different sides uh, telling him he has to police his system. And um, that's, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more later, but uh, I, that's, that is impossible to do without being biased. You know, he's, he cannot be a, an unbiased situ, uh, in an unbiased situation anymore. He is being forced to be biased, uh, which makes it impossible for him to run any kind of dem- democratic system, in my mind. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, once you start picking sides on any issue, once you, once you start, whenever it is impossible to deal with education without being biased. And therefore, you know, that's, People have to seek their own education in some to some degree, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think the information has got to be out there for everybody to see. And then yes. uh, it's not something that we're going to force something on someone else because that's not a democracy. But it's there for, for people to access to, have access to, and then they can decide themselves. They can make yes. a more informed uh, decision. And, and yeah. that's what, for me, direct democracy is all about. Yeah. Now, I, I want to touch on that specifically. Uh, there's one area of education that I think all of society is missing right now, and that is an understanding of what everybody else is thinking, what their opinions are on things. Now, I've, uh, I actually put a graph up on, on Reddit uh, just a couple of weeks ago about this. Uh, it was from an article somebody did that showed um, 
two graphs that covered the same topics and they were put out. One was put out by one news organization. One was put out by another news organization. And they both had their own political vents or their own political angles. Right. And these two, when, when you put one over the other, they were exact opposites. One said that everybody was saying one thing and on the other graph, it was saying the opposite. And then on a different topic, once again, one guy, it, it, it's phenomenal to see how far off polling can be. Um, well, that, so that I, just depends on how you ask the question. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yes. Yes. How you ask the question and who you're asking and, uh, and when what you're time asking. you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. When you're right. Asking. Mm-hmm. Now, that's why I want to get away from all that. And I put a lot of this thought into the system that we put together here. So what, what I've got here is um, what I think we're missing in society is knowing what everybody else is thinking. So um, I'd like to talk for a minute about what I call the natural process of consensus in the natural. There is a natural process that people naturally do. If you have a room full of people, and I'm sure you're familiar with this with the Occupy group, um, although, uh, yes, although they tend to go a little bit far on, um, on, uh, wanting to reach full, full consensus, uh, you know, as compared to most democratic type of situations, you know, that, uh, some, in, in their system, one person can really cause a, a, a stumbling block for everybody to move forward and they can really get hung up on one person, not agreeing with everybody else. Eh? Uh, right. One person can can stop the entire group. Um, that's not quite the way it works in, in a democracy. But they do get very close to consensus, and they are really trying to find consensus. So here's what, without any direction, I feel always happens. In a, if you were to gather a bunch of people together and they had to come to a decision, the natural process is, as long as there's no hierarchy in that room, you know, like a one person that for some reason everybody thinks is better than everybody else, um, in a situation where everybody's equal and you put everybody in a room, the natural system is they, they, people put out suggestions on, the, on whatever the topic is that they're trying to solve. People will put out suggestions. Then they will have an, a, um, um, what do you call it, unofficial vote to find out how everybody feels about those suggestions. And then knowing that now, new suggestions might come out. You know, people might combine things. People might take things out that don't look from it, don't, don't seem to be jiving with everybody, right? Now that you get a feel for how everybody else thinks is thinking in the room, you can come up with better suggestions that might please more people. So then more voting would take place. That would be unofficial. And then if everybody's starting to feel like they're coming close to a conclusion, they might say, okay, that's enough. Let's have a final vote. If they don't feel that way, they would repeat the process until they felt that they were pleasing as many people as they can in the room, right? Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's generally what would happen. If a group of your friends were together and you had to figure out what you're doing, that's kind of how it would go, wouldn't it? Right? I, right. I, think there, I think more often than not, there are alpha people that direct conversations, but – but if you had a bunch of people yeah. that were objective and able to do that, yes, that's that's what happened. But yeah. I don't think that I mean, was the time that happens. No, uh, there is usually a hierarchy in almost every room. But that is correct. Assuming, 
yeah. Assuming though that there was none, it would generally go in that in that way. In that way. So that's what assuming they're all yeah, they all feel equal. Yes. So, but that's what I'm trying to. That's what I feel that we have created here, because what we're missing in today's society, we have lots of ways to talk, right? We have lots of ways to put ideas out there, but we don't have any unofficial means of voting. We only have the final vote, and that's a problem. Okay, like uh, Brexit is is a form of direct democracy, but we don't get any workup until that final vote. We need to have uh, some unofficial voting and some rounds of putting out new ideas and then some more unofficial voting before you get to that final vote. And the reason is for that is to get a higher level of consensus. When 52 percent uh, is enough to pass a vote, you haven't really found consensus. You've only right. got a, just over half I of totally your population. Agree. Yeah, I you totally can agree. do better is my point. Now, if that's the best you can do after a whole lot of repeated voting, well, then maybe that's the best you can do. 52% might have to be the way you have to go. But we don't know that until we've gone through this process. And chances are we can get far better results where far more people are happy. And that is the ideal situation. That is consensus. That's what we need, right? So but don't well, you think that's uh, a, I got a question, that, Brian. Yeah, yeah hold, hold on, hold on, ahead, hold on, Chris. Yes, yes, go ahead first. Okay, go ahead. But don't you think that a, a shooting for a higher consensus would be uh, would be better off? So this, so you have a more satisfied uh, populace. I mean, if yeah, you go for a fifty-one, fifty-two, then then you start might you'll get like uh, some uh, uh, some serious uh, opposition. Like, you know, well, that's really pretty right. pissed off people. That's right. I'm just yeah, saying that a seventy percent consensus would be either you get a seventy percent or you or you don't uh, pass the vote at all. That's 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 what I'm saying. Uh, go ahead. Chris. Well, uh, Nick, uh, that's a really good point that you're bringing up, and um, uh, I would say it depends on the situation. So, if you're about to go to war and you're or something like that, or there there's a volcano that's about to explode, you know, something has made a deadline that you cannot just go on forever with this voting, then you might have to go at 52% because, you know, what if you don't get a consensus? You have to have a decision. You know, you need to decide to not go to war or to do something to stop this volcano or move everybody away or whatever it might be, right? Um, yeah, if but I think under those circumstances, if, I think you'll get a higher consensus, though, I, I, I believe. Well, I think we can always hope for the overwhelmingly. I just, yeah, no, I just no, want to, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, anyway, the point is, though, that right now we're not getting a very good consensus, and I think if we had this repeated voting, uh, we could get better consensus. So the point is we should have unofficial voting until we, we all agree that, or at least most of us agree, you know, maybe have set a particular level of how many people would have to agree. But when we agree, that's when the voting ends. So it doesn't stop until we've... We're pretty much in agreement that everybody can as satisfied as they can be. That's, but how long could that be, though? Would well, that that's take? What uh, that's what I'm saying. But would it you put a timeline on, on it, though? I personally, it depends on what it is. Sometimes, okay. like I said, there will be an external timeline that we can't control. Other times, that's right. people. Other times, people uh, like myself. I'm only going to want to deal with a subject for so long, and then I'm going to put in my vote saying it's time to end this thing. Exactly. Okay. Time to move on. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Yes, exactly. So, so I don't think it's going to be our, a big problem. Eventually, people are all going to go, hey, that's enough time. We spent too much time on this. That's right. So, Brian, so are, are, yes? are you saying that, that this is all uh, about the nation and political stuff or, or the, the communities? And, and it's oh, not I'm just talking on it. Yeah, I'm talking on every level. Um, let's, let's get that clear. I'm actually talking about worldwide system. I'm going to give you a quick outline of, of what I want to do here. I want to create. Well, what, what percentage? What percentage of people do you think would be interested in being involved in that? I'll get to that in just a second. Okay, my plan. The, okay. the, the, a quick a quick rundown of this is that I want to build the uh, massive data bank of opinions. These opinions are on anything and everything you could possibly think of could be an opinion. So it can be in sports, it can be in products, it can be in, uh, in obvious political stuff, it could be anything. Anything you think is a, an opinion, we have this data bank that we want you to put your opinion in or upvote opinions that are already there in these areas. So this massive data bank, try and think of it as another internet. So we have this internet right now, massive internet of information. We're going to create another massive internet of opinions everybody in the world's opinions on everything that they want to give us. So now we create this massive data bank and it's accessible all through one method. And that is a very, a search engine that is very similar to Google's. We have to spend a lot of money on our search engine because crappy search engines don't work well. We need something very close to what Google has in order to really have a, a system that is uh, very easy to use and very user-friendly, right? Google has the most user-friendly interface from people to data ever created. That is not arguable at all because they have the market share, and that tells you it is the best. Every expert I've ever talked to has never disagreed with that. Google has the best search engine, and that is the best method of navigation of information, period. So, it's one, it's one method. Everybody knows how to use it. You go to Google, you start typing in what you want, it starts showing you things already that it thinks you're looking for. Next thing you know, you see it. You, pop, you click on it, and there it is. So that's um, very similar to what we want to have. One place you go, all opinions on everything in the world. This is so that it's interesting, because politics is not interesting. And second of all, you can't tell where the line between politics and everything else begins and ends. If somebody doesn't, doesn't take off their hat during the national anthem, well, that becomes a political thing. Nobody would have thought that was political prior, but now all of a sudden it is, right? So you don't know where the bounds are, and we won't draw any bounds. So we just have this massive database that you can dump every opinion you can ever possibly imagine into if you're interested in doing that. So if you're interested, that, that makes it not statistically valid. Yeah. Well, this is, this is what makes it interesting. I, I'd like to make it, uh, I like to make, uh, I like to compare this to um, Reddit. All right. Are you guys familiar with Reddit? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Reddit would not have been interesting if you tried to open it on a, in one country or in one province or, or, uh, or state. It would have never been interesting. It was only interesting to start it in a worldwide scale. Otherwise, there just wasn't enough information there to be interesting, not enough categories, not enough, you know, not enough. everybody has their own little niche thing they're interested in. You've got to have that in there, right? 
So we are going to do, do the, exactly the same thing. It's not going to be, it's not interesting unless we make it big enough. And so, so that, that's my plan is uh, to, uh, is like I say, just a, it's extremely simple and we're not inventing anything new here. This is all existing technology. Uh, so it's just a, like I say, it's just a massive data bank with a search engine to access it and every opinion you could possibly have in there. And I want to create, um, I want to create a monopoly on this opinion market. So we'll actually probably end up taking out things like uh, Yelp or uh, other rating organizations like this. Um, places like uh, the Nielsen ratings will probably uh, get all their information through us. Uh, polling companies, there'll be a lot of industry that will be uh, sorting through this information to make it um, uh, digestible to the public. So, you know, right now on the news, a lot of their news, a lot of their time. Yeah. And what they do is they would take your information and put it in a statistically valid question and ask a statistically valid sample. And, and they would be the leaders in it and you wouldn't be. Um, I don't quite understand what you mean. You say that they're going to do this and do a better job of it than me. Is that what you're saying? Or what? Absolutely. Okay. They know, what they know what they're doing. Your, 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 your sample is not statistically valid. Your sample is of people who are interested. Their sample is of people that are randomly sampled. There's a difference. Yes, I know. And their system's crap. Have you seen how badly it's been doing lately? It, 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 isn't. Everything? it isn't. I did it for 25 <laughs> years, and it isn't. Believe me. Once again, uh, yeah, okay, well, it's better than anything out there because you don't have any other way of gauging public opinion. So you guys are doing the best you can. But like I say, you can find polls that show opposite information or very, very varied information, depending on the questions and how you ask them and who, right. who and when you're asking them, right? So right. it, is e- it is easy for people to skew their polls right now. And what I would like to do is have one source of information for everybody to have to draw from and a trusted system so that everybody trusts the system and the information they're using. Now, I understand what you're saying about, um, uh, about uh, polling and using random samples. It's obviously going to be a different math formula in order to, to deal with a, a system where people are putting it in because they want to. But uh, they can also still compare that with samples that they are using of uh, random sampling, and they can still continue to do that. We're not going to stop them from doing that. But I do believe they will be also mining our system for as much information as they can to compare that with. Well, absolutely. would you agree? I mean, yes, absolutely. So. I mean, especially um, if you get big and, and – and uh, you know, announce these these results that you have. Um, and well, that'll and, be free you know, to everybody. Okay. Um, and and how do you how do you um, stay alive then? Do you advertise on this or what? Okay. So uh, opinions, because we are in such a, a wide range of opinions, and like I say, it's going to replace a lot of other industries out there, like Yelp and what have you. Um, Yes, uh, we should be able to charge money uh, uh, for use of this information. Uh, either a flat tax from organizations that we just know are using the information, like um, 
uh, we like we'll know that the Nielsen ratings will be mining us for information, and we can ask them for uh, uh, for payments for that. Now this is um, this will be all up for debate with uh, everybody when we get this together because there are some people in our group that don't feel that we should ever charge, even though we can very easily, uh, just because that's not their nature. So we'll actually put this up for a vote if we want to try to work this thing in a uh, donated method or if we want to actually charge. So uh, we wouldn't charge everybody for this information, only people that are profiting. So this is one model that I was thinking as far as paying for this would work is um, when when the news does uh, is airing right now. If you go on the news almost every night on every every subject, they go to Twitter or Facebook or where have you. Usually, all these days it's almost entirely just Twitter though. They go there to get comments, right? And they do that, okay. and they do that to fill airtime and to get some gauge of public opinion. Now, when they want a better gauge of public opinion, then they go to the Angus Reid poll, or I don't know who they use in the States there, Canada, it's Angus Reid, I think, and they get a poll done, and they'll pay for that poll. And uh, during politics, political times, they usually pay for a lot of polls. Well, now they'll be getting that information directly from us. So we can charge them. We can see exactly what content they are using on the air because they're putting it on the air. So in other words, we can charge anybody who's using our content and making money from it and putting it out into the public uh, for profit. If anybody's doing that and we catch them doing that, we can charge them. And Nick, we can, uh, uh, well, and we, Nick what we was can the word we used that. yesterday? Utopia? Yeah, we call it a utopia, Chris. Yeah, this is this is a utopian idea. It's not going to work. Okay, so tell me. No, I, no, no. Actually, you know what? She's got something here. I think it, because you know, believe it or not, those Agnes. Uh, what's that? What's called Brian? What's that called again? Up here in Canada, Agnes. Agnes Reed. The Angus Reed polls. Yeah. Okay. Well, Angus I, you know what? To be honest, like you guys are saying in the beginning of the show, a lot of these uh, these public polls can be skewed. And, yes, uh, and anything that comes from a, from a, some sort of agency, a government agency, or sponsored by a government agency, I wouldn't trust. Yeah. I would yes, much right. go, I'd much rather go on uh, on a site like uh, like like Brian's and get uh, opinions directly yeah. from people mm-hmm. than from a from from a, a company, because those things can be skewed. They can be uh, manipulated. They can be uh, you know they can be changed. Uh, yeah, and this is a uh, this is a really big narrative. deal. Yeah, I, I, it I, is. What I want to emphasize. I want to emphasize that uh, we are trying to build actually what I consider to be an entity that has never existed before, which is uh, 100% transparent and unbiased, uh, publicly owned and operated entity that is worldwide. So this will be the first um, public uh, public entity that will be, um, be could be trusted by the people from all sides and everywhere. Now, uh, I, this is nothing like this has ever been created before. Uh, so I, I really think it, it, it's something that would stabilize our society to have a source of information like this that everybody trusts. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't trust I, it. You would trust it. Okay, so tell me yeah, why. Hold on a second. Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you trust it, Chris? Yeah. Because it's not statistically valid. Okay, it's, now, uh, Brian, how would how, how would you validate someone's opinion? How would you know it would be someone's opinion? Well, first of all, they're going to register with us. Um, okay, let's okay. let's look at 
let's look at the registration system that I'm I'm uh, proposing here. Uh, okay. We want to register as much demographic information as we can about everybody voluntarily. So if somebody wants to uh, vote on our system without registering, we will accept that vote, but it's not going to carry much weight because it's uh, totally, um, um, you know, uh, unidentified information. Yes. Now we still will accept those votes because I believe in some areas we might actually want to see those votes. Like uh, if it's an issue that has to do with China, let's say, or, you know, there's a lot of situations where people aren't comfortable to vote. So that information, even though it's not verifiable, may be pertinent to some degree and we may want to see it. So we will allow that information to, you know, we'll, we will bring in that information in. Now, when you look at any subject matter, you will see what was anonymous voting, what was done by uh, people, let's say, in that area of expertise. So if it's a medical issue, let's use for an example, would be great, it would be great if we knew what doctors were voting. So I want to be able to carry that kind of demographic information on people's, information, uh, people's education. So that we can see, so that you and I can see how many doctors are voting on this opinion, and you know what percentage that makes up, and uh, as compared to everybody else, and then uh, you know, so all that information will be there, open to us. How many, um, who is uh, educated in that area, or uh, if it's uh, anonymous voting, um, I'd actually like to even collect uh, voting from uh, kids, you know, maybe 12 years old and up. Um, but once again, we'll know their kids. So we know, you know, if it's an adult thing or whatever, we don't need to count their votes if we don't want to. Um, I also want to collect votes from, from virtually anybody that can have an opinion. Nobody, I don't want anybody cut out of the system. So even inmates, prisoners, uh, I would like to get their votes. Maybe it's an issue that has to do with prisons. Maybe that's that's going to be pertinent. You know, I want everybody, I want everybody to be able to vote in this system, but we know who they are so that we can now relate that properly, you know? So if it's something that has to do with engineering. Yeah. I just have a problem with, with it. Just, I I, like, I see some people participating it, but unfortunately not as, as many as you would want to, because I don't, I mean, there's a lot of people that Depending on the topic, too. I mean, if it's a serious uh, topic about, about something, I mean, uh, I, I guess they would want to remain anonymous or probably don't even want to get involved uh, uh, to mm-hmm. be feared of, you know, uh, maybe being uh, targeted or something. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, some people would uh, would participate, but I, I don't see many that, that would, depending well, on the I, topic, mind you. Yes, that's right. And... That's just the way it goes. Um, you're never going to get uh, everybody participating on every topic, but it is very important that we get everybody participating in the system. So let me go over a little math for you. You and your area there, Chris, you should be able to, uh, hopefully this makes sense to you. Um, if right now there are many political parties that are running uh, with uh, on the platform of direct democracy, and what they are doing is they are uh, running a website that they are putting up all the issues they're, they're, they're dealing with, and then they're hoping for their constituents to come and, and uh, vote there, right? So in these situations, they are getting far less than 10% for the, 
for the for the uh, ones that are working, and there are a couple. Uh, Iceland, there's a few places. Uh, or there are some uh, uh, pirate parties doing very well in Iceland, and uh, there's a few other parties around. And I was just talking to an author the other day about this. And, yeah, it's far less than 10% of the population ever participates in these things. So now that politician has to do a little math in his head. And he has to start thinking, okay, I got, you know, 10% of my population has voted on this and 40% want this and 60% want the other thing. Now, that's only representative of less than 10% of them. Now, if I pick the one that uh, that, that 60%, do I really think I'm pleasing all the people in my population? Now, I have to think about what kind of – what this issue is and who it's affecting. And I have to think about uh, – because I want to get reelected again. I want to try and please everybody, not just the people that just voted on the website because they're not the only ones that voted me into power. They are mostly, but not the only ones. So – I need to think about what's going to keep my ass in this elected seat. So there's a little bit of uh, math they have to do, and it's a little bit iffy. And part of that math they have to do is, well, some people might not have had a computer or some people might not have um, known how to work our system and navigate it. Some people might have been intimidated. So how many people might have voted if they thought they could do it super easy? And then as opposed to how many did vote, uh, this is a, a, a question that they have to raise in their head. So in our system, if we build it so vast that virtually everybody uses it because they're using it for because they're a tennis club, uh, they want to put opinions up about tennis or they want to put opinions up about, you know, uh, their shoes, whatever the hell it is, right? There, everybody, I'd like to say this, everybody in the world has an opinion on something they care about. Everybody. That's for there sure. Not, that's for sure. So there is a reason that everybody in the world will sign up to this system. There is a possibility they may, right? And so therefore, if you are a politician now and you know, let's say, what, let's say we've gotten to the point that everybody is on the system, but they're not all voting on this one issue. As a politician, you can now eliminate that part of the math and say, those people don't care because they know how to use the system. They could have easily told me, and they didn't. So therefore, it's easy math for him to say, those people didn't care. So therefore, they're not going to elect me or, dis- or not elect me next time based on this decision. I can just go off this, you know, which I hope to be higher than 10%, maybe 30 40% of his populace that voted on this thing, and he can take the highest route out of that and be satisfied that those people are going to vote him back in because he picked the one that was obviously they wanted, right? So this makes the math easier. What do you think about that, Chris? Am I explaining that well? Yeah, you explained it fine. I, I don't believe that uh, you'll ever get that an audience. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know... What a what a professional what a professional politician would do would hire a private research firm to to do the research and, and you would never see the uh, the results. I disagree, and I'll tell you why. People Please. are discovering mm-hmm. they have power. Okay, yeah. they need the tools to enforce their power. This is a tool to do that, and once people understand. That if everybody can get on this and we make this a real true system of the people, by the people, and for the people, I believe it will be on its own and overgrow 
what the system already has in place for their polling. You see what I'm saying? You know? Yes. I to- totally agree I, with that, yeah. Um, another thing to keep in mind is that uh, very soon, with all this artificial intelligence being developed with uh, computer systems, um, I, I don't know uh, if you guys have noticed, but on Reddit, there's all these bots that wander through right. Reddit, and, right. and they, uh, yeah, they pick up on information. And on Google, yeah. And so... Anyway, pretty soon, and uh, I, I got this from a, uh, another program I listened to um, uh, uh, called um, uh, Hardcore History. I don't know, or no, actually, uh, Common Sense with Dan Carlin. He also does Hardcore History. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But uh, he, uh, on his show, he had mentioned, uh, a, a guest he had had mentioned that they're developing robots right now that in the future, like these online robots, in the future, you could have your own. And it, in my system, if we were able to get the system going, uh, the, you can have your own personal robot that's alerting you to new things that are that are interesting to you. Your robot will know the things that interest you and the things that you might want to do, and it will alert you to all these things you might want to vote on so you catch more of them and it's quicker and easier for you. And also, you might be able to program that robot to vote for you. And then now you just check up on it to see, make sure it's keeping up in the right way with what you would want it to vote on. It will get to know now, your that's personality. That's, that's yeah. fascinating right there. Wow. Yeah, so when yeah. we get to that point, it, it will almost be possible for everybody to vote on everything. Okay, can I go back to our robot thing? So it, this sure. is an actual, like a web bot? Is that what it, it is? Yes, yes. Okay, so now you would have to, uh, for the bot to know who you are, what type, uh, type of person you are, I guess you would have to fill out some sort of information well, so that it, it can... Yeah. Partly, I think the way it would work is it would just uh, follow you around for a long time and got to know you. And then it would start throwing suggestions in. And then after you started to trust it, because the suggestions, you know, it would say, well, maybe you want to vote yes on this or no on that. And if it's getting it right every time, pretty soon you can just say, okay, keep going. And uh, that was going back to what we were talking about a couple of nights ago, where in a direct democracy, not everybody's going to want to. Um, not everybody's going to want to get involved in every single issue through a referendum. Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. talking about proxies. And, but this would be a great idea that mm-hmm. you can vote on your behalf without you have, having to get involved in it. Does yeah, that make any sense, Chris? Would that be a good idea? Um, again, I, I don't think you're going to get enough people to – to uh, you know this this unanimity that you think you're going to get that the worldwide uh, population is is going to to you know tune into this. Uh, other competing research firms will will compete against you, and and there will be noise, and uh, there will still be Yelp, and there will still be everybody else. There'll still be Pew Research. I I, I just don't see it as a realistic idea. I mean, the the bot idea is interesting, but again, it's imperfect. Chris, let me explain something to you as a Luddite, okay? When the internet yes, first started, yeah. and I don't know about how old uh, Nick is, but we're all people over 44. 50 here. Okay, 44, so Nick, Nick knows. When the internet first started graphically with Netscape 1.0 in 1994, everybody did not know what it was. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I had to sell websites to people who did not know what the internet was, and they all told me I was out of my mind. 
Okay. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I saw the future then. I saw the future with Occupy. I see it with LawGen, and I certainly see it with Upinion. Okay. Now, if you get the right people talking the right smack about the things that need to go down in this world, they're going to listen. They're going to listen because they're ready and they're ripe for this. And that. Um, I'd like to mention that uh, this all sounds very far-fetched, and I understand that entirely. And it was even more far-fetched when I first came up with this four and a half years ago. I actually waited a while because I knew the topic would grow because the Internet generation is getting older. And as that happens, there's more and more people with opinions that want to put them out. At first, everybody was just interested in games because it was they were very young, the average Internet user. And then they reached teenage years, and then they, so they got into the social networks. But now the average user is getting much older, and so the market is – uh, not not entirely. I mean, there's bigger markets in other areas, but the market of opinions is becoming quite large. And that's what's forcing Twitter. Twitter is being forced to deal with politics, and uh, it is working as a petition today and changing policy in places when it's not designed to do that. And it's because people are forcing it to act politically because they don't have any other means, any other way to express themselves. I'm sorry. How many times have you seen trending topics on the news on, on the TV news? I mean, Twitter <laughs> does drive a lot of the narrative and what's going on. And when people yes. uprise about things in the news, Twitter's the first place they go. Yes. I've been watching this whole process for the last four and a half years. And uh, at first, I wasn't sure which entity would become the most political. And it was at first, four and a half years ago, it could have been anybody. And, but it's, it has obviously become Twitter at this point. And then now Facebook is being forced to be political. So they are starting to look at actually, you know, uh, willingly moving into this area with that open letter that he just made. So all this, uh, my point is, four years ago, nobody was talking about this. And I knew nobody would be talking about it, So there was no sense by even trying. But I did want to be before everybody else, so I started eight months ago, and I started uh, actually started to promote this thing. Then, is everybody still there? Yeah, we're still there. I'm still yes. here. Okay. All of a sudden, uh, things went quiet, and I wasn't sure. Anyway, so uh, now I'm very happy to, to announce that uh, this is very exciting to me that Facebook has made this announcement because I knew that some of the bigger players would eventually get into this. And uh, there's another announcement that's very important here, too. I've just entered a contest with an, uh, an organization called uh, Global. What the hell is it called? Ian? Um, um, I'm just going to quickly look it up here. Does that have something to do with the UN? And no, uh, but this okay. person I think is somewhat involved with the UN. But this what okay. uh, this is this is called the uh, World Democracy Foundation. No. Uh, yeah, World uh, World Democracy Foundation projects or something like that. Anyway, they they're putting up five million dollar prize for anybody that can come up with a method of uh, of democratizing the entire world uh, so that we can solve some of the big problems. And this is really what brings us into this. What why I, I wanted to get into this is because I see big problems that we're not solving that can only be solved with the whole world working together. And I don't mean governments. I mean people. The people have to look at these 
things and fix these problems, not the governments. So in other words, you want to get involved with religion too then? Religion, did you say? Yes, I did. Uh, well, I mean, religious people are part of the population, so they're going to be a part of all this as well. But uh, other and than not that, all religious have... people are are democracy fans. I'm sorry, they are or aren't. Aren't. Yeah. Well, that's true. In that's fact, true. Uh, oh no, I, I would actually say that uh, in my research, at least seventy percent of the population believe that uh, the average uh, that believe that the population itself is too ignorant to self-govern. At least seventy percent or more. And then, and you know, going back to this world democracy thing, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there is something that the UN is pushing that they call a direct democracy when in fact it's not. And uh, there's nothing direct about it. It's it's just the same old, same old. But they're just using the name to try to push something else. And uh, well, I, for one, uh, have no faith in the UN whatsoever because of uh, of their history. So, I mean, we had this conversation before, Brian. I mean, I mean, the mm-hmm. only way you could really push a direct democracy is that every country would have to organize itself before you could do something on a global scale. Because like Chris was saying, the religion factor is huge. You have so much division because of religion. And it's really hard to organize a global. It's hard to organize a country. I mean, it would be next to impossible to organize uh, uh, a globe on direct democracy unless you have a, uh, a working model better than Switzerland in another country that people can follow. Okay. But, well, we're, I mean, we're, we're, by your opinion thing, by your opinion, your opinion thing, would be good for a global scale because I mean, it is would be on the World Wide Web, so everybody can use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when it comes, I'm, we we are not going to be tied directly to any government. So every government in the world can still exist with our system, but uh, uh, if we if we do get the majority of their population working with us they will have to do whatever their population asks or they will overthrow their governments. Um, you know, but a, let's say a monarchy can still exist if they are pleasing their people and the people are happy with them. And oh. if the majority of oh, people boy. Are them. or a dictatorship, uh, no. if, oh, no. if, yeah. that, if the people want it though, because once again, if, if, if the, if, if, if you are looking, if you know, you don't want your dictator and you could see on our polling system that all your neighbors don't want this dictator, then you're going to grab your guns and you're going to take out your dictator. So your dictator had better. If be, you have uh, guns. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, good point, Chris. Um, let's put it this way. The, the reason that dictators can exist is because they can fool their people into thinking that their people want them. If we exist, but they can't fool their people. Most dictators are generals. Come on now. I mean, you know, Putin was the KGB. You know, most of them in Africa were generals from the, from the army. You know, it's, it's, it's not like it's, it's, uh, that opaque about why they became dictators. Yeah. But the reason they stay dictators, Putin is a perfect example is because he, and they were just covering this on the news the other day. um, I can't remember where, but um, his, 
what and also they feel that maybe uh, Trump is trying to do as well is the more you underline or undermine your own voting system and you say it's flawed and you and you say all these organizations all voting systems are flawed so you just can't trust any of them then then nobody expects to you know be able to get passes they just throw up their hands and they go oh well he's not a bad dictator we'll live with him you know because what can we do all of these systems are just corrupt so they they just try to convince everybody that everybody is corrupt and there's nothing you can do about it but if we put it together a system that is an uncorrupted vote that all the russians can see exactly who wants putin and who doesn't and how they feel about him every single opinion about him He's going to have a much harder time trying to convince everybody that, uh, that you know, he would have to try to please more people. He's going to have to please his entire population to stay in power is what it comes down or he to. Makes you, or he makes you opinion illegal in Russia. Yeah, yeah, that will be very hard. Uh, that will be tried, yes. Uh, I, um, I don't think they've been very successful so far at stopping Twitter, though, or stopping Facebook. I know China has been, had more success. China has uh, a lot of success. Yeah. Well, look, how well look how well Twitter worked out for Egypt. Yeah. Well, that's another whole story there. But uh, yeah. that has, yeah. And yeah. I, a lot of that was, uh, uh, if once again, if we could have, once again, they won by a small margin. And once again, if we had a rundown of voting and people communicating in between, I'll guarantee the people would not have wanted the Muslim Brotherhood to be in there. You would right. have uh, you would have get a you would have gotten a higher consensus with a, with some other pick. And the same thing goes with the election in the United States. Come on, you had your two worst leaders in the world. If we had some method of uh, of consensus, you would have never ended up with those two candidates. Well, you're you're saying your polling stuff is that is therefore then. Uh, it it it, it uh, translates into votes, and it doesn't. It's just polling. Yeah, but it changes things in the same way Twitter does, except for it'll be a thousand times more efficient. Right now, Twitter yeah, it, has. It, it could change people's opinions about a, a particular candidate or even a, a, a politics in itself, right? Just your knowing how everybody else feels will make a difference in how you vote. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So then you just you just go with who's ever leading. I mean, I don't know what that means. Well, you're going to make that mind. You make your mind up at the time. But everybody then will pretty much have a preconceived idea of what everybody else is going to vote before the vote. So if it's looking like it's only 52 percent are going to win, it's time to go back to the drawing board and either find new candidates or renegotiate whatever it is that you're talking about. Come up with new ideas. But who makes those laws? You don't make those laws. No, exactly. Everybody does on their own. It's whatever gets voted up and gets trended up. So let's throw some, a scenario out there like your last election. As soon as the Democrats pulled out their candidate, uh, Hillary Clinton, and, uh, and uh, the, the other candidates came up in the, on the other side, and Trump and what have you, they everybody... They would not have been already very popular. They were not popular in the, amongst the normal people I and mean, amongst the populace. Neither of them were. So that would have shown up. Somebody would have said, I don't like either of these candidates, right? And they would have put that opinion out there. And that would have well, gone right through the roof, 
That would have been like 80% of your population would have went, yeah, we don't like this freaking candidate, either of them. And both parties would have looked at that and said, holy shit, we better look at new candidates. Right? No. And, and nobody nobody That's has to the way bring it works that up. Here. People, people bring it up. That's the point. We, nobody had to, to – somebody will just bring it up. Nobody has to be told to do it. Now, now uh, Brian, is there any discussion – in, in this uh, opinion, no, or opinion, no, and there, or is it just, that, is it just uh, you drop your opinion, and that's the end of it? Uh, yeah, so that's that's a good question. Now, I in this, and are there the questions? Uh, no, I mean, uh, are there? Is, is there a survey? Is there, you know, okay, no, uh, is it okay. just uh, written? Uh, my opinion is this, and 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 how do you how do you put that into a, a database? Okay, now let me cover that. Um, yeah, now we're taking opinions, and I like to focus on opinions, but people can ask questions, but it's very, very important that we don't ask questions. The public yes. can ask questions if they want, and if people want to participate in, those, uh, in that type of uh, scenario, they certainly can, um, because we're, do- we're doing two things here. Um, everything has to be, there's going to be opinions, and then there's going to be categories. So every category... And a category, an opinion can become a new category. Anything can be a category. Anything can be opinion. But in order to break down the voting, you have to have categories and then opinions. So, for example, uh, you know, who you want to be president uh, is going to be a category, let's say, and then everybody's going to put in their, their opinions. Um, or it may not be in the form of a question. Somebody may just put it up there like, um, uh, here's uh, – uh, admit that may be a category in itself. Somebody may say, I want Hillary Clinton to be president. And somebody else may say it's uh, Donald Trump to be president. And each one, each, each one of those, they can give opinions why underneath each one of those as well. And people can vote those up and down. But um, it, this does sound a little bit complicated, but it's actually uh, quite simple. Actually, it's, so not, every, it's, not, yeah. it's not complicated, actually. I don't think it's complicated at all. Yeah, for every category, you get one it's vote. It's diffuse. Hmm? It, it's just it's too diffuse. It's it's uh, you you have to have um, a destination, and you don't have a destination. You have people just wandering around saying things. Uh, no, okay. As soon as you go to enter into the system, you have a destination. You're watching the news. And you saw the new candidate. You well, didn't you like him. You have a and, destination. And it, yeah, you have a destination about your interest, but it, it may be the, the first time anybody says it. I mean, it's going to be, you know, a thousand points every other direction. Um, I apologize, but I said I'm going to leave at 7. I'm leaving at 7.02. Uh, I look forward to listening to the rest of this um, later on. Um, thank you, Brian, okay. for coming on, and I hope you come on again. Yeah, well, anytime, really. I love to push this. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening. Take care, Chris. See you, Chris. Um, so, yeah, now what um, – uh, Nick, you had said something before, Chris. What was it you had said? Uh, no, basically I was saying was it's it's not complex at all. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean people could both can, – like, can a person ask a question? Maybe maybe yes. something some they want to know. Let's say if they're going to uh, vote on the uh, uh, Canadian election, and, and they're they're confused on, on if they should pick Trudeau or if they should pick uh, you know I'll just say Harper, right? Uh, 
Could they ask mm-hmm. that question? Yes. Yes, they can ask questions, but we as an organization, we cannot ask questions because that would be biased. Okay, good. That's right. Yes. Well, you'll be, furnishing yeah. stati- you'll be furnishing statistics as well, right? Yeah, anybody will have access to all this information free, everybody in the world. And, uh, but it's a little bit complicated. So uh, some things will be very obvious. Some things will be not so obvious, and you'll have to kind of um, – organizations will spend a lot of time uh, digging through our data and then making it uh, digestible to people through the public, uh, through the different news organizations. So, um, uh, but like I said, some things will be obvious and, and a lot will, you know, and you can look up the data and you can figure it out yourself if you want. But a lot of people will just, you know, listen to the news, I'm sure, and kind of get a feel for what's going on. Um, now about the, what do I say, the, yeah, for everybody that is free data, but then we can charge organizations that are using that data to create wealth. If they're using our information to make money, then I think we should be able to charge them. But that's just an option we can we can do. I have an idea. Well, mm-hmm. What if you were What if you were to partner with news organizations and have like a up in your little button on their comment uh, page? Mm-hmm. So if they leave a comment, then it would automatically be uploaded to Opinion. Just a thought I had. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I think it'll work the other way around. Everybody will just go to our site eventually. Um, I'd like to touch on that actually because uh, we're. Chris was mentioning this too. Well, Yelp and other people are going to make so much competition for us, right? Um, I'd like to I'd like to put a paint a little scenario for you guys. If you were the ruler of the entire world for whatever reason, you just woke up one day and you ruled the whole world, and you actually were a nice person and you wanted to give your people what they want, and so therefore you need to know what they want. You need to know what they need and what their wants are, right? Now, to do this. Would you have them set up a million different little organizations to poll different ways and, you know, things like Facebook and Twitter and all these different organizations out there in different countries and different places, some overlapping and some not, and then try to figure out what's going on by that? Or would you rather have one system that everybody's working on and therefore their voice is clear and you don't have to do some kind of weird addition and a subtraction and whatever to figure out what everybody's saying. Now, what's the obvious answer there, right? Oh, yeah, it's obvious, yeah. Right. Yeah, the one system, right? That's I believe right. we That's can right. sell I I believe we can sell the entire world on that simple concept. So therefore, they will stop using anybody else because we will be a publicly owned in a company. So they should want to support us before any capitalist organization out there. I understand and, what you're saying. Yeah. My, so we advertise. We, we, we tell them. We advertise the fact that it is the best case scenario and you'll have the strongest voice if we make just one organization the monopoly on all opinions. Then this will give the people of the world the best, clearest voice uh, possible. And I believe they will just come to us for that reason alone. Once well, we maybe, started to gain the market. Well, yeah. maybe you can make an app that will pro, pro, if people go to your place to post their opinion. But you know, on yes. my local, on my local news, I like to talk to my local friends about what what's going on, and and uh, uh, opinion isn't going to have that. But I'm yes, leaving my opinion about yes. the news. Yes, there. it will actually. 
Yes, it will, actually. The opinions can be as local as you want. So you can Right, you but can you're not going to have the actual news story there. It's just my opinion about it. So my, my point is, if I'm commenting about the news story on the news Facebook page, yeah. there should be an app where if I'm going to leave it on opinion, then I can leave it on the Facebook. I'm not just going to leave it in one place is what I'm saying. Well, what I think the news will do eventually is they'll will add links. I think everybody will add a link. So you'll be walking down the street and there'll be a protest for Monsanto's or something. And they'll all be going here, click this link and this will take you right to this vote and then vote no or vote yes, whatever they're trying to get you to do. Right? Well, until you so, get to that point, until you get to the point well, that the world is using you, you should try to partner with these people that might be able uh-huh. to give you more exposure. Yet you could offer them the market analysis for free for, for reciprocating the link. You know, your, your mm-hmm. biggest obstacle is to get people who know, to know who you are. That's going to be the yeah, biggest well, <laughs> I I suspect that we will grow like Twitter eventually, uh, but it has to get to a certain point. And that's what that's uh, that brings me to the other thing is uh, right now is uh, I'm trying to gather supporters. And this will get easier as we move forward, as other players come into this game like Facebook just did and this other world uh, organization just did, and there will be more. And you're going to hear more and more over the next two years, I predict. And so over these next two years, if we can build up our side of it, and if we can get, uh, as more and more people are discussing it, this, if we can build up our side and get our support going, when, when we, then when we build our system, we will have everybody ready to come into it. Which, by the way, uh, I gotta... don't have... Yeah. No, I just have a question for you, Brian. This is the million-dollar question. Now, let's say if you guys do succeed. I hope you guys do because I think it's a fantastic idea. What happens now if uh, one of the big, uh, you know, big uh, monopolies uh, come along and they say, you know what, we want to, we want to buy. We like your idea. We want to buy it. Well, this Would is you a guys publicly owned organization. No, this is a publicly or, uh, public. You will own as much as I do. Everybody was going to own this thing. Okay, so how would how would I own it as you know as as myself? How how would I own? Uh, as soon as, as as soon as you sign up, you are a part owner, yeah. and you get the vote on who is runs the thing and uh, and how the organization is run. That's well, awesome. I like that idea. That's awesome. Yeah. We we're building our own voting system, so we just use our own system to run our company, right? To run this organization. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I like so, that idea. That, that, now, that Nick, that, what you, once again, that all has to do with trust. We have to build trust. So it has to be a public, publicly owned organization in my mind. Otherwise, we'll never get the trust level we want. Eh? Brian, did you listen to last night's show? No, I'm sorry. That was about um, uh, basic income. Login. Login. Login.org. Oh. You're going to have to take a you're going to have to take a listen to that and come back and talk with uh, Tony from Lodging because I, I have a feeling you guys could work together. Actually, I've, I've spoken to him. And uh, isn't it Anthony? No, Tony. You got it. it yeah, that's Anthony. This is Anthony, yeah. but he goes by Tony. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, actually, Anthony and I have had a really good discussion, and we both decided to support each other's projects as best we can. That's wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's on board with what I'm doing. Although I think he would, you know, he's he's got his own project, so he's not, you know, he's got his right, own thing right. to do to some degree. 
Um, when it comes to programming, though, this is this is a bit of a the, um, I can't build anything until because everything is circled uh, is about the search engine first of all, and it's not going to be interesting unless we get a lot of people involved. So there's no way to build a small prototype, and it's, this is like Reddit. Reddit did this too. When Reddit started, they had the concept, and then they went to an investor, and that investor was Y Combinator, and uh, Y Combinator is we could get into them, but uh, they they could also may invest in us eventually. We will see, but anyway, they uh, they invested in the guys that started Reddit, uh, Alexis and his partner, and uh, they just had the concept. They could not build a prototype because it would not have been interesting. You can't test market that because there's nobody would even care to go on there when nobody else is on it. Right. So, yeah, so they so they had to build their first prototype was their actual system, and they just went from there. They had wow. to go with an actual running system and just hope it went, right, and go yeah. on a worldwide scale right off the bat. Aaron Schwartz then, was with Reddit, right? He started Reddit. Is he the one that suicide? Is he yes. the one that commits suicide? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I forgot his name. Yeah. Aaron. Oh, I please don't because he. Uh, every day I I think of him in some, at some point because. He died. What's your opinion on Alexis? Uh, on Go Alexis? ahead about. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering what your opinion was him of him. I don't. I really. I'm not familiar with him. I only know okay, Aaron. Here's the other partner. Yes, I okay, was Aaron, familiar with Aaron. Yeah, tell me about him. About Aaron? Um, yeah. <clears throat> he uh, he was brilliant. He was one of the most brilliant people that ever walked this earth. And he, at a very young age, at the age of 14, started working with people at MIT on amazing things. And he had access to. Uh, their databases and stuff. And he wanted to make the knowledge. He was, what he was doing was for his, he was, he wasn't hacking. What he did wasn't hacking. He had the access to it. Um, Mm -hmm. He was making it open for other people. And basically what it came down to was that the elites were not going to let knowledge be free. And uh, they were going to make him an example and put him in jail for 50 years. And he said, fuck you. And he killed himself. And, uh, you know, I respect that because that was his way of saying, you're not going to hold me down. But the same way he robbed us of, they robbed us of him, um, which I will never get over because he was such an amazing person. Um, I, it breaks my that heart. Sounds like a story. That sounds like a story I'm going to have to spend some time and get to know yes, a little bit. Yes, I know, well, I know a lot well, about Alex, but I don't know much about him. Yeah. I'm going to have to learn about Alex because I don't know about Alex. So that's, thank you. <laughs> now I have someone to learn about. <laughs> okay. so, so some I, people don't You know, have, I, I got some, some concerns like about uh, what you were mentioning, Brian, about investors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you, when you said that uh, it was going to be individually owned by like people, I'm sold on that idea because I think every uh, honestly I think every uh, every factory manufacturer company should be owned by the by the population by the by its by its citizens. Okay. Um, now you're saying that you're going to get investors involved because once you start getting investors involved, then things start to change, and yeah. usually not for the better. So I, you're still I, I, open to that that idea. 
I'm going to um, uh, yeah. I, l- l- let me touch on this a little bit. Y Combinator has offered money to uh, nonprofit organizations in a way that uh, they are not connected, so there's no influence. Now, I, that's that's what they say. And I don't know if that's really going to be like that. But what I'm hoping for is this other organization, this foundation with a Swiss guy. I do believe that it's non-binding in any obligation in any type. And uh, that's offering $5 million. And that would really get us started very, very well. So um, I, I personally, I think we should pay for ourselves using the opinions. Hello. Hi. Hello. I hear a beeping yes. sound. Do you hear that? Yeah, I hear that too. Yeah. yeah I think he must have put himself on hold. Okay. Yeah, I, I think put that's him what on. it is. Yeah, I think you might want to. Mute I put him on. I put him on hold. Yeah, yeah. I think he. For I think minute. he put himself on hold. Okay. Let me see. Let me bring him back and see if he. Yeah. Is okay. You guys still there? Yeah. yeah where did I hear now? Okay, what where did I cut out? No, just a I, few I seconds remember. ago. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? You you cut out a few seconds ago. Okay. So now, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> I think you're talking about the uh, the gentleman from Switzerland, or the the guy with the five million dollars. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. really hoping that will be a good method to pay for this thing. Um, but uh, the other the thing I was going to mention is that opinions, I believe, have a lot of value. If we really wanted to milk this thing, we could suck a lot of money out of the capitalist system because every corporation will be using our information. And that could go towards a basic income for everybody that signs up on our system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's just a possibility. That's, nice. that, that's, a nice, that's, a, that's a nice caveat. I like that. Yeah, well, I, I like that too. This. I really do. Yeah, well, let me throw this out there to you. If we were to get so popular that 80% of the population in, in, in any given country, like, you know, if, if in the States, 80% of the population were on our system and we wanted to charge all these corporations that are using our, fit, our system for marketing and what have you, we could almost charge them whatever we want because we would have 80% of our population willing to boycott their product if they don't pay. You see, I oh. find that a real problem, though, and not because I don't agree with. Yeah. But now you're going against the system. So now that, uh, that and you got to remember, when there's money involved, Brian, it, it's it, it never turns uh, pretty. It's always it always turns ugly. So I can see them actually going after you guys, trying to shut you guys down. I, it's <laughs> it's a, it's a certainty, actually. It's, I mean, uh, I, I believe there will be resistance too. Yes. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I'm. Pu- what I was talking about there is that we could push the price up a certain amount, I'm sure, just with public pressure and to get more money out of them. But that's just an option. It depends on what everybody wants to do. You know, uh, no, I no, want and, to do what again, everybody else I, wants to do. But here's the thing. If people have uh, opinions about, you know, their, their governments, um, again, I could see that thing being shut down quickly. Because, well, then I, I, I mean, that'd be a good, I mean, it'd be a good thing for the people, but but the governments, because they want to keep what they have in place, they want to keep they want to keep propping up the system that we have. Yeah. Uh, that could be a, uh, a call of war. And what, 
would have to they would have to come after you guys and, and try to shut you down. I mean, that's my only concern, really. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I do uh, want a system I, where I, people can share their opinions. I mean, because we can't, we don't have something like that, and you know, especially politically, um, because we don't have like a, a direct democracy where people can vote or or people are in power. But if a tool like this were to arise where people actually can influence elections. You can you can bet uh, every last uh, single dollar you own that they'll shut that down. Well, they will try, but I don't think it'll be possible once we get over a certain hump. You know, once we get the over a certain popularity. Um, but I do definitely think that uh, some entities are starting to watch, probably starting to pay attention to what I'm doing. I've been dealing with people all over the world with this, so I, you know, I know that all these organize every, you know, Russia and the states and everybody they they monitor all overseas calls, right? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so I can guarantee that I've gathered some attention. I'm, I'm um, hot. I'm hot. They're watching me like a hawk. So (laughs) anybody who touches me is hot too. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, exactly. (laughs) But uh, anyway, I'm I'm not going to concern myself with that. I'm just going to keep pushing on and hope for the best and hope that there is nothing that can stop me. And uh, you know, I can't just give up, right? No, no, no. no. I mean, like it's a a great idea, Brian. I I I personally like it. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a forum for people to express their opinions, and we we really don't have that. I mean, maybe Twitter. Uh, actually, Twitter is uh, is is somewhat of a, a place you can express your opinions on stuff. Uh, but I, I like the I like the idea. Not, I really do. But it's not categorized. You can't you can't sift it for the way he wants yeah. to uh, make it. I mean, it's just a yeah. and that's no, why it's a revolutionary idea. It's a revolutionary yeah, idea the same way that Tony's idea is revolutionary. And now we are it in is. revolutionary times, and we are going to change this world, whether it like wants to or not. <laughs> I think it's so. true, Stephanie. If you go on Facebook now uh, and you see, like, there's so many ideas out there. I mean, there's a, there's a guy down in Brazil I, I'm trying to get uh, to get on the show, and he's got a similar idea uh, to what uh, Tony's got with Lodgin. So I mean, I mean, I'm sure Brian's pissed off with politics because I know I am. I know, Me too. I know Stephanie is. <laughs> yeah. So people are getting fed up and they're looking for uh, they're looking for answers, and some people are actually right. creating them. So right. I mean, yeah, I, I, I applaud you, Brian. This is a great idea. I think this is a fantastic. Hats idea. off, Brian. Hats off. Well, well, let me tell you why I really why I'm doing this. You know, um, why I really felt an obligation. Uh, and, that's, and this has to do with that whole monopoly thing that I was talking about, where it's going to be a best if everybody's on the same system. I, I, I could see Twitter and all these different organizations were going to fill this, this, this void that's building, but I was scared that we'd have all these different organizations and there'd be no clear voice. So all we're hearing is you know, a, a mess of different voices, and we're never getting a clear voice. And that's what scared me more than anything. So I wanted to come out as a person and try to, uh, to, to let the world know and, and point out this fact that we should build one system. You know, it kind of goes against the grain of the way most things are done in the world. You know, everybody thinks, well, you should do a little here and do a little there. But this is best as one system. And I think we can convince everybody to do that. And that's the only reason I got involved, because I knew there were going to be all these other entities coming out pretty soon that was going to satisfy a lot of this market, but I'm scared it's going to get satisfied 
but not give us a clear voice. Right. Well, like I yeah. said, I think once once people latch on to the fact that if we all join together, we will have yeah. the power. We need something like that to unite us, and then the world is ours. Yes, I think so. I, I see. Chris doesn't see that because Chris is a luddite. He doesn't understand the 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 breadth and and the technology. Just it, it, everything is right for this now. I see it clearly, and I'm really excited. Well, I think it is too. Yes, and we're not using. We don't have to invent everything. We have everything we need right now. That's right. that's the other main thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you so, so much I for mean, coming uh, on. Really, this has been a great, great conversation. No, absolutely. Yeah, and, and and by, I just want to switch gears here a little bit. I mean, like you, you are okay. from Canada, right? Yeah, yeah, Edmonton. Oh, you're from Edmonton. Okay, so I'm out in in Ontario. Um, so what what, are, what what's your opinion about the representative democracy? Uh, what's your opinion? Oh, I I hate it. I I, I don't feel they represent us at all anymore and uh i feel that we we didn't really have a choice up until recently but now we have a choice and we should be moving away from representative democracy yeah now would you agree that we we should uh, maybe have a, a similar model like they do in switzerland if not better well obviously i think what i my plan is the best but um uh, yes, I like what Switzerland's doing. I, I, I do think that they're generally doing much better than we are. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like uh, even on the federal level, even on the provincial level, it's mm-hmm. been even on even on the city level. I mean, the municipal level has been a it's just been a complete failure, all the way to the top. So I'm hoping that a system like yours and even Lodgin is going to uh, make people more uh, independent. In, in their thinking and, uh, and, and, you know, in education, hopefully they could research stuff and they could start making more informed decisions uh, without uh, having a politician tell them how to think or, uh, you know, uh, which party is best. So uh, again, I, 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 I think the idea is a fantastic, fantastic idea. So do you have investors? Do you, like, is there a lot of people from around the world uh, uh, right now, right now, yeah, right now I've been, uh, my campaign so far, I started eight months ago on Reddit and I, um, like I said before, I, I never used computers until, uh, a few years ago when I got my iPhone. And so the only system I really know at all is Reddit. And so I've been mostly concentrating there and, uh, I've managed to collect, I'm up to 87 supporters right now. And most of them have come from Reddit, just about all of them. And so these are people from all over the world. I don't know who they are. They're just people I managed to contact through Reddit. And uh, they felt like they wanted to support us, so they they signed up. Um, So they're mostly just waiting for us to build a system. They are not really active individuals in this as much as I am. Uh, I have one friend in Florida that I met through Reddit, or actually through Facebook, but uh, he's now helping me with Reddit too. And uh, we're working quite closely together. Uh, I have another guy out, and then uh, I started local groups, a local group here, and uh, using Meetup, uh, an app that uh, my friend in Florida told me about. So yes, uh, that yeah. So we're Meetup. starting. We we yeah. We just started our first meeting uh, last week, and I'm going to plan another one for two weeks from now. Uh, 
And uh, we had 30 people that signed up, 10 that showed up. And out of those, eight, uh, six to eight of them want to continue with the more meetings and uh, want to help out. So, Okay, so what, uh, that, what are you looking for? So these, within these 30 people, are you looking for financial? Are you looking no. for that, that type of support? No. Um, I, I'm not, so far, I'm not looking for anything financial until I feel that we've built up um, – uh, some people support some just people that that want to you know join as soon as we get the system going. Uh, okay. So my originally I thought if I could get about a couple thousand people on my email list and I gave myself two years to do that. Uh, if I could get a couple thousand people on the email list, then I would start uh, kind of like a, a Kickstarter uh, thing or a GoFundMe type of thing, and not mm-hmm. so much asking for money, but more asking for more people to join. And I thought maybe we might ask, and this is all up in the air. I wanted to wait until we had a group together to kind of discuss this. But uh, I thought maybe we would ask for a dollar a person because the biggest emphasis is to get people to join, not so much the money. I really, I really do believe that if we, can, if we could get a quarter million people or a half a million people that were ready to sign up to a new system, I think we could get somebody like that Y Combinator or somebody else to give us money to build it. And because Y Combinator, like I said, they, they are an investment organization, but they came out last year saying that they wanted to support uh, um, uh, nonprofit organizations that are going to improve our world. And they actually have started on a direct democracy. They already invested in a direct democracy system. Uh, can you, can you uh, actually, I find that very fascinating. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Brian. Yeah. Can you leave a link in our group when you get a chance about that? Uh, well, uh, right yeah, yeah, Georgios uh, has it on his list, and that's the okay. um, that's the let me see what's called so, um, sovereign, uh, the sovereign system, and that's being put together by a group called uh, World Democracy Organization. Okay. Uh, I think that's what they're called, the World Democracy. Anyway, uh, the the lead guy on that is a guy named uh, Santiago Siri. And I actually got into a bit of a uh, – I kind of pissed him off. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a bit of a story. Now, I've been – ever since I started this four years ago, before I started the actual campaigning, I, uh, I've been trying to get a hold of PhDs any place I could to discuss this in any way possible and maybe even get any of them to back me on this. Well, I've had zero success. In fact – I haven't got a chance to even speak to any. They do not return my emails. They do not return my calls. They do not talk to me at all. So I uh, eventually I got a hold of this World Democracy Organization. I, I read it. Somebody had shown me an article about the, this group, uh, and um, they uh, found out that they were paid, uh, like I said, they were funded by Y Combinator. And um, the Santiago Siri was involved with uh, – um, a direct democracy group in Australia, and they got managed to get 1% of the vote. Now, most democracy, direct democracy organizations have not gotten that far. So in a big, uh, you know, other than Iceland. Uh, so uh, they, anyway, that was a big deal. And that, they were able, this guy, Santiago Siri, got a TED talk. And when he got a TED, because they were so successful, even though they didn't win the election. So he got a TED talk. And from that, I gather, why Combinator, uh, I don't know if he solicited them or they offered him money, but they gave him 
a fund. I don't know how much that fund is. And his directive is to figure out the best way forward for democracy throughout the world. That is his mandate given to him by Y Combinator as the funding. As a, uh, that's the reason he got the funding, right? So mm-hmm. he went into re- so he went into research, and um, what he has come up with is this thing called Sovereign. Now Sovereign is working with blockchain technology. Blockchain is the latest thing. That's how Bitcoins work. Um, and right. it's the latest thing. Uh, yeah, it's the latest thing in uh, in secure and open uh, technology where nobody can screw with it. So um, it has some promise, and we may actually use some of that technology eventually. But his sovereign system, um, he's not looking at a world democracy with it, at least not in the sense that I am. He wants to. Uh, he expects to to get uh, maybe a small country or a corporation to use this system, and then tweak it and get it better, and then try to sell it to more people. And I don't know if he expects to profit off it or what. I don't know exactly how it works. It's supposed to be a nonprofit. I don't know exactly how this thing works. But in any case, when I questioned them about how many, you know, how soon they were expecting, you know, to get to a world scale or anything, they had no clue. They, they they didn't really weren't looking at that at all, even though their organization uh, is called the World Democracy Group. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, World Democracy Group. So anyway, l- let me uh, g- try to shorten this up a bit. I I uh, managed. I I found out about them and I started sending them emails and I never got anything back. I started leaving them voice messages, emails, every way I could get a hold of them, nothing. And then I. Um, uh, they have a chat line. I signed up for their month uh, for their, uh, they have uh, emails once a month or what have you. And I signed up for that. And they also have a chat line on um, Slack. Uh, I think you had mentioned, you know, Slack, eh, Stephanie? Oh yes. I love Slack. Okay. Well, they have a chat line on Slack and it's open to the public. Anybody can go on it. So I went on that chat line because they're supposed to be all about democracy, right? So anyway, I went on that chat line and I tried to introduce them to my plan. After This is after months of trying to get an email through and they're not answering me. So I kind of had a feeling they were going to ignore me. Now, this entire chat line, they are all PhDs and they all have their own agendas that they are trying to sell or trying to push. And the guys are organizing this. Obviously, they have their own agenda, and their own plan that they're trying to push. And so when I got on there, I asked, I started asking questions about, you know, how many, how soon you want to go worldwide, how, how many people you expect to please, or how many people you expect to get involved. And they kept dancing around this. They wouldn't give me any answers at all. And uh, finally he goes, well, what do, you, what do you suggest? And I said, well, I have a plan. They said, oh, and I said, can I show you my plan? And he said, sure. So I posted it. And then they proceeded to ignore me and not look at the plan. And after an hour or so, so this is a chat line that people have been chatting on nonstop regularly, you know, every few minutes for days before I went back a ways and it seemed to be, you know, pretty steady chat. And uh, there's actually uh, two lines there that they chat on, but anyway, they were both active. And so I posted on there and activity stopped for about an hour or so. And then somebody tried to change the subject and I came on and I said, Okay, can somebody please have a look at my plan? You know, I posted it here. I'd really be nice if I get a comment on it. Eh? Another hour goes by. Nobody says anything. 
So then I started going on there and saying, listen, you guys, I don't think it's fair that nobody's looking at this thing. And, you know, you, you could at least just give me a, a quick opinion on it, something. Once again, nothing. Nobody says anything. This went on for days. Hello? Still there? Yeah, still here. Yes. Yeah, we're still here. Yes. Yeah. So this went on for several days. This all happened on New Year's, by the way. It was New Year's Day. And I, uh, it ended up for two or three days, there was no talk on that line. Then, and, and I, every once in a while, I'd pipe up again and say, is anybody going to address this? And they would, they would say no. I'm going to take your money. Okay, so anyway, they, um, they, uh, eventually somebody privately contacted me through Slack, not on the chat line, and they said, okay, what is it you want from us? And I said, I want you to look at my plan. I said, I've already gathered, at this point I had about 50 people on my list. And I said, listen, I've got like 50 people on this list. I'm pushing ahead with this plan. I don't have a PhD or anything. I would love to get an opinion from somebody that has a PhD. I want to know, am I screwing up? Can this work? Is there, is there a flaw? Which, by the way, ever since I started this four years ago, I've been looking for the flaw. And I, there, nobody's really come up with one. So that's why I keep going. So I, I bring this up with him, and so he starts looking at my plan, I guess. I assume he did. And then he goes, oh, you're, you're like these guys. And I said, no, I'm not like that. And I showed him why we're not. And he did this several times. And finally, I, I gave him a list of why we're different. And we are totally different than anything else has ever existed. And uh, so finally, he started realizing. And then I, I hit him up with the whole, uh, you know, it would be best if we had a monopoly. And don't you agree that one system's better and all this? And he agreed with me. And then I said, you know that a search engine is the best interface that's ever been created. And once again, he agreed with me. And then I go, so what are you going to, so what's, what are you going to, what, what's your analysis? He goes, well, what can I tell you? You have a great plan. I can't tell you anything. I said, great. Then you guys should help me. And he goes, no, we have our own plan. And we're, to, we're not going to drop it. And I said, okay, I want to talk to Santiago Siri. So... He said, well, I, I, he said, well, maybe he'll talk to you. I'll see what I can do. And I said, well, I'm waiting, and I'm not going to get off here until I do. So another four or five days go by. This is over this entire process. This takes over a week and a half. Nobody has spoken on that chat line since I got on. And uh, so finally, on the private line, Santiago Theory does address me. And so he says, he, he just said, I'm sorry. We have our own plan. I have no intention of, of, of pursuing a monopoly. Uh, and that's all there is to it. And I said, well, okay, I've gotten to you. And if you don't agree that this is, is the best way to go, well, then I can't do anything about it, but I at least got this far. And, well, thank you very much. I'm sorry I screwed up your whole chat line. And then I left. So it still took another week before anybody started talking there, but now it's back up to what it was. <laughs> Wow. So I, I, I was very disappointed. I thought if he came to the realization that a monopoly is best and that a search engine is the best means of, 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 you know, and I knew that they hadn't really thought this way before. And I asked them, this is new information to you, isn't it? And they're going, yes, yes, I, we hadn't really thought this way before. Yeah. And I said, well, doesn't that change your plans? And they were like, well, no, we want to continue with what we're doing. You do what you're doing, we're going to do what we're doing. And I said, okay, but if I work out, all your plans are going to change. Right. So. That's right. 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. But that uh, anyway. So that that's how that ended. And after that, I came to the conclusion: I'm not going to worry about trying to get PhDs to listen to me anymore. I'm just going to worry about collecting supporters, getting people behind me, and and just carry on that way. Uh, you know, I'll still look for any any celebrity or PhD that wants to help us, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to embarrass myself like that again anyway, that's for sure. I have a question for you, Brian. Do you mm-hmm. have a face do you have a Facebook group? I have a Facebook, okay. Like I said before, I'm I I was really hoping to get to a point that I could get uh, other people to take care of some areas of marketing. I it's going to be such a learning curve for me to learn Facebook and I'm starting to now and I have been a little bit, but I I have to be honest with you, I find it very confusing. Uh, there are so many methods of communication. There are several levels of uh, ways of putting out, you know, your your stuff. And I just don't know what I'm doing. So I, 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 I one time I went to go on there and I sent a mass letter or a mass thing out to everybody. And I only meant to send a message to one person. Right? So I'm a little <laughs> intimidated. I'm a little intimidated about what I'm doing on there. Well, let me, as someone who's a seasoned professional on Facebook, to get your word out on Facebook, Join as many groups as you can that you think would uh, be open to hearing about it, from progressive political groups to Bernie Sanders supporters to Occupy groups to anonymous groups to um, the list goes on and on. Those groups with more than 20,000 people in them. You know, when I... I specifically deal with the groups I mentioned. Now, um, when I want to put out news that I think it's important, I drop it in all those groups and it goes viral. Mm-hmm. Because I, um, that's doing, posting information in groups is probably the most efficient way and the easiest way to get your message out to a lot of people at once. I, yeah, I, you know. from, what, from what I understand, though, it's not just uh, what, uh, posting, though. It's how you post or what you post. Like oh, you absolutely. need these little catch, you need these absolutely. catchy little things, you know. Memes. You need a meme. Yeah. You need a meme. Yeah. How do I? I need somebody. How do you make them? I know people. Well, you know what? <laughs> Fine. I the best thing to do is if you could team up with someone that uh, is um, is somewhat uh, knowledgeable when it comes to Facebook. Yeah. Someone who supports your someone who supports your idea, they, they could probably set up a group, and this way you could uh, you could reach more people that way. Like, like Stephanie was this. I mean, Stephanie hit it right on the nail. You have to try to uh, uh, join as many groups as possible, because the, obviously the more people that see your idea, you know, it's going to be more exposure. But I think yeah, the best well, thing is to team up with someone that has the knowledge that, that knows how to use Facebook. Uh, so to make uh, your life uh, uh, a lot easier. Well, yeah. Facebook, yeah. Facebook makes it very difficult to be itself. They've changed things around lately. Like now when I go to look for my groups in the top search bar, they don't immediately come up. It's it's really a mess, and I don't know why they're doing it. <laughs> well, actually, no, no, I think, you know, Stephanie, there's a reason why they're doing it, it's, and it's it's because of what you said. Right. You're joining with other groups. Right. Right? I mean, but the way you start joining with other groups and everybody else, I mean, before you know it, it's like, oh, no, no, this is not what we wanted. 
Now, now we've know. got a consensus now. If you know no, what I mean. I read between my Facebook grouping, group posting, and just my Connecticut Progressive's Facebook page, I reach well over 2 million people a week, easily. Wow. wow. That's huge. Yeah. Um, this is this is this is going to be a big learning curve for me, you guys. But yes, yeah, so this is um, I'm going to concentrate in this area a lot more coming up very soon, very soon. Oh, this is very exciting. I mean, all this intense creativity uh, to drive humanity forward, and we're we're all impassioned. We're all on fire. I'm sure uh, Brian mentioned he was a part of the Occupy movement, so he has that eternal burn of Occupy in him. And I'm sure that's yeah. what's driving him, because I yeah, know it has, um, I know that's what drives me. I I had a very uh, I, I I had a very good experience with Occupy, and um, I'm still in touch with a lot of the people that were there, and uh, they support me in this. Yeah, there there are some good people there, uh, but they all also all have their own agendas, and so right. they also you know they, they 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 have very specific areas that they each kind of specialize in. Eh? So right. They, right. They all have, yeah. They all have their own focus, yeah. Right, but if but um, if you present it, it's all in the presentation, and that's where my friend Chris and Coles can come in and help you too. Is uh, is is packaging it, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of that, I've um, this contest that I that I entered. It's um. Uh, I, I, or, well, I'm, I'm going to enter it. They actually, it opens uh, on uh, April 1st is when I can put my entry in. I've pre-registered with them, and uh, then they take entries until um, September, and then it'll be December when they decide. Now, um, my actual entry, I put up uh, a copy of what uh, a rough draft, uh, I guess, my first draft, and uh, I posted that on our Reddit site. We actually have two Reddit sites. Uh, one is R slash your opinion, spell with a U. You notice how he's been spelling your opinion is with excuse a U, Excuse right? me, excuse me. I don't mean to interrupt, but there's some feedback coming through, and I'm not sure on whose mic it is. Um, I don't know. I, I hold on. I'm going to put you on. I'm going to put you on uh, speaker uh, off the microphone and find out who it is. Hold on. Yep. You want me to talk or who? Yeah, I just put a. Uh, I don't hear it now, so it must be uh It must be uh Nick's line. Oh, I see. All right, okay. you're back on, Nick. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. I'm just driving in my car, so probably that's why you're hearing the feedback. So. Right, a little bit of feedback. I, I, yeah, yeah. How's that sound now? Does it sound a lot better? Yeah, it's much better. Okay. Uh, Brian, so uh, where, yeah. can, where can people sign up? I mean, uh, to support you. Uh, well, on or our, on our website, go? yeah, on our website, uh, there's a spot to sign up, and uh, you just leave your email address there. And then we, like I said, we also have a uh, a subreddit that I just started, and uh, I don't know if anybody might be interested there. Um, but to find me, you have to. Uh, it's your opinion, and opinion is spelt with a U. So uh, you, so you got to do it like. Um, so it's your opinion, Y O U R, and then it's U P I N I O N. So instead of O P I O N, it's U P, right? Did you notice that one, okay. uh, Stephanie? Yes. 
Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's opinion.com is the website. Yeah. Opinion.com, opinion. right? Oh, yeah. Your opinion.com. Your opinion.com. Your opinion.com. Like, okay. Yes. Now the the in opinion though the first letter is a U, not an O. Okay. And I had to do that because opinion, your opinion was taken when I wanted to get a, a website. So uh, this was the next best thing I could do. But I like uh, the up as a symbol. Yeah, like it's, to make it's that really kind of cool. Our, yeah, I'd like to make that our cool. symbol. So I kind of thought that worked well. Well, Brian, um, make sure that you uh, uh, that you share that link on uh, on uh, the uh, Direct Democracy for Canadians uh, oh, yeah. uh, Facebook page. And there's also yeah. Stephanie's uh, Sandersville. Yes, I saw yeah, that one posted on there also, right? Yeah. Are you in Sandersville? Did you join uh, Sandersville? I can't remember. I think I might have. I'm pretty sure okay. I joined everybody's site. If I it's haven't, Sandersville Direct Democracy, uh, Living Direct Democracy on Facebook. Um, and to, and if you're not familiar, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown on what that is. Uh, Bernie Sanders uh, inspired me after he lost the nomination to think of ways outside of politics to bring direct democracy to my daily life. And uh, mm-hmm. I always like the communal aspect of of uh, living together. And after reading his uh book and realizing he was influenced by visiting a kibitz in his uh, early years. Um, that's exactly what I want to make, a direct democracy kibitz uh, on a golf course in western Massachusetts. And that is what yeah. I'm hoping to achieve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can understand you wanting to do that. There's, uh, you know, there's a certain amount of, uh, of love I have for the whole communal life too, eh? Um, I know that there's a uh, there's a commune in BC called uh, I think it's called Seeds Needs and Feeds if I got that right and um, they're still in existence from the 60s. Yeah, this is quite is actually uh, intentionalcommunity.org I think it is and it lists all the intentional communities all over the world from two people yeah, to many many people. It's an amazing oh, amazing place to check out. Um, yeah, it really inspired me to see that uh, people are really. Is it, but is it's funny that you guys bring that up. That is, isn't that where we should be getting back to? I mean, that, that's that's where we should get, we should get we should be getting back to the community aspect of the the community idea. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think because, that's what we're missing. Well, see, in I a regular so too, yeah. community, you don't get to pick your neighbors, but in ours, you do, and. Uh, and I think that says a lot about your quality of life when you're living with people who uh, who support who you like and you. care about you, who think about like you. Not that not to be that not that there isn't going to be diversity of opinion, but when you generally have the same goals and the same outlook on life, you know, it, it makes living together and doing all the things that need to be done a lot more pleasant. Well, there's a, there's a uh, there's cooperation, right? Right, right. You don't, you don't have that advice for opinion. At the end of the day, there's there's that uh, cooperation aspect, which is missing right. in today's society, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yeah. Um, I, I I just wanted to touch on that sub. Uh, so um, I, I we do have two subs on Reddit, and uh, if anybody wanted to check out our application form, like I said for this this um, this contest. Uh, so our, our two subs are. Uh, 
r slash your opinion and then we have r slash building your opinion and the reason why i did that was the one that's r slash your opinion anybody can just post an opinion just for fun and when we actually get our system up and running we will download those opinions into our eventual system so it's just the kind of a fun place you could put opinions right now if you had something you wanted to put out there now um the uh, the building your opinion is where we discuss uh, how we'd like to build this, any, any of the ins and outs, any of the things that are still kind of flexible that we have to discuss. So uh, there's a bunch of different discussion threads there. And then I also posted the our, our application. So you can comment there if you uh, think uh, that I should change the application or something along that line. Eh? So if you want to look, that's where it is. Right. Thank you so much. We will definitely do that. And I will put that information up on the Peppermint Cat Resistance uh, Facebook page as well. Well, it's been a real pleasure having you guys on tonight. Thank you so much for uh, coming on and making uh, this show. I couldn't ask for more. The guests and uh, the conversations have been fantastic. And I hope our listeners enjoyed as much as I have. Thank you. Again. Well, I, I actually, I want to thank you, Stephanie, for giving us yeah. this vehicle, so we can we can all express our opinions. I mean, I think you understand how important it is to have this type yes. of platform, because Absolutely. I don't feel we have a, a big enough voice, and for people like you, that's happening. So I want to thank you personally. Thank you so yeah, much. You're, at, you're, you're doing it's great, been a real stuff, pleasure. Stephanie. I, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so Goodbye, much, guys. Goodbye. Have a great night, and uh, I'm going to play you out with the song. Well, well, all of this is our rebuttal to greed. So I'm going to play the song "Greed" by Gabriel Alvort, and uh, here's today's without greed. You know, we don't need it. We've had enough of it. Here, here. Have a great night. Have a great night, guys. Take care. Good night. Good night.